A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How are you now? Broadcasting from the BIP Show studios in Castle Ray Street, Sydney. You are listening to the BIP Show, about to be renamed BIP Show, Season 7, Episode, I think it's 11, I don't care. The show is brought to you by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange. Uh, just to note that all information, that if you think it sounds like advice, it's general advice. If it doesn't sound like advice, then it's probably not. Um, always err on the side of caution. If you want to err on the side of advice, then you need to talk to either myself I am investment manager at VFS Group. Uh, Or you can talk to my partner in crime, Heath Moss, my brother from another mother from HLM Investments. Heath, how are you now? Uh, Very good, mate. Uh, Good morning. Uh, It's a bit of a dreary and wet day here in Adelaide, and I think it's going to be like that the whole Easter uh, Easter weekend. Oh, uh, good, mate. That'll keep you inside. Yeah, exactly. You keep the kids inside, unfortunately. <laughs> ah, that's that's fine, mate. It's it's uh, it's a hell of a weekend, isn't it? Now, I mean, we uh, first off, this episode is being recorded, like I said, in Sydney on the sixth of April already. Oh my god, it's the second quarter of the year, uh, two thousand and twenty-three. The time is ten o four a.m. The market is open, but I don't really care about what happens on the open because I don't run that sort of business, um, mate. Well. What a week. First off, this office that I'm in, I'm freezing my ass off in here, but I have just bought a new fridge. I made a purchase, Heath. A new fridge. <laughs> you, made, bought some, you, you bought some durable goods, which no one seems to be doing at the moment. Um, <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm the one guy, guy that's holding everything up. Um, yep, yep. I bought, yep. I bought a little one. It's called a, a, cool, it's a, it's called a Coolerator or something like that, I just, a, a Coolatron. Yep. Um, it looks bigger in the ad then Amazon gives it credit for. Yeah, uh, it's it's also it could be used for makeup. So once I'm done using this office, eventually I'll be I'll give it to one of the girls for, for their ballet concerts and jazz concerts and stuff that they can keep their makeup in it. It's a little travel fridge, right? So it's got one of those little yeah um, adapter plugs in the back, but it is just big enough to fit four of those big cans of Asahi. You know those big silver cans that they sell. Yep, yep, yeah. It's it's and I've just got to test it out to see that it actually does keep it chilled, but it keeps it. To, below 18 degrees below ambient temperature which i think sounds like about four degrees um so that's that's about as that's about as chill as you want to do but i've got to say that amazon it's amazing that we live in this amazing world of technology and and what's going on in the future (laughs) amazon still thinks that that this is that this purchase that i've made is just is just the first step on my lifelong goal of developing a mini fridge collection because <laughs> even though I've You're bought the, all the adverts, <laughs> I've, I've, even though I've bought the damn thing, they keep putting it. In, it's like, guys, I've made the purchase. I don't yep. need any more mini fridges. Okay, I'm not starting a mini fridge collection, um, yep. nor am I starting a mini fridge reselling factory um, buying mm. wholesale. Kogan, though, oh my god, um, if you and everyone would know this story, I, I put mini fridges into the search thing, and I've got my login, and then every I get two emails a day from Kogan, 
now now telling me about would am I would I like some more mini fridge suggestions from them? Um, yeah. Here are some other mini fridge things that you'd like. I think I had I got Russell and Kogan knocking on my door, trying to trying to jam a mini fridge into my into my mouth. Yeah, they <laughs> just, go hard, don't they? I've I've had to unsubscribe from all the. I've still got my login, but I've had to unsubscribe from all their their emails. It's just constant barrage of emails. You, you, look, <laughs> at breaks, thing, you look at one thing and they send you, you, you know, oh, you've got something in your card or you looked at this, you're still interested, and they, they send you like three or four times a day and it's like, it's, 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 <laughs> I'll buy it if I want, you know, and then, then you know, adverts for those products appear in your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed or Google. It's, it's just, it's relentless the amount of targeted advertising we get these days Yeah, um, because we're always connected online. And, and it's not only us, it's what our, what our partners and whoever we live with also, you know, they you have the geolocation sort of ad, advertising. They know you live together. So if your partner's looking at something and uh, it, it, you, it comes up on your feed and you're like, oh, I didn't look at that. and uh, it's, 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 it's all about it's, near field. So yeah, exactly. a, a lot of people, a lot of people think. Now, I, I saw this proven and evidence by someone who's in who's in the game that if you, everyone thinks, oh, the phone is listening to the phone is listening to me. I mentioned a Mercedes GLC, and now I'm getting ads on Facebook for Mercedes GLC. Okay, and that's actually not the case. What what the case is is that your phone isn't listening to you, but your phone has the near field connectivity to people who are around you. Yep. And if the people around you are like, for example, what happened yesterday, my colleague at, at VFS, he was talking about the, the, the GLC and he put it into his search function to show me, hey, this is great, James, you've got to upgrade your car, have a look at this. I don't, it doesn't have more boot space, but it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to be going yep. to a Peugeot, that's a different story. Um, and now I've mentioned Peugeot, so the people around me are going to start to get, uh, get notes about Peugeot mm-hmm. um, because I've typed it into my phone. And at the yep. near field, it's the near field because people around you are doing that. So the phone isn't listening to you. Your friends' phones are telling you that they're searching this sort of thing, and you're all conversing together about it. That's what it does. Yep, yep. And, and you, so you, the the uh, the advice you take away from this is: be careful what you search on Google uh, and online, because <laughs> your partner or whoever else is in your household may see that pop up on their their timeline. So, yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine, a friend of mine, put, we've got this big friends chat, and and a, a friend of ours put. He screenshotted something that he had off his off his um, a search feed or something about a school, and just went, "Can you believe the school is doing that?" And it had one of those targeted ads in there for about finding a divorce lawyer. Oh no! <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> mate, <laughs> um, let's hope let's yeah. hope she doesn't <laughs> notice that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, oh. that's targeted. That's targeted. Ad. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, mate. Let's talk about. Speak of durable goods. Speak of bits and pieces around in the markets. Uh, we we managed to miss a rate hike. Our rate hike cycle is done. Or is yeah, it? for now. Well, I think I think yeah. They've called it called it a pause, and um, Lowe was adamant that uh, you know this isn't the end, or isn't you know he doesn't think it is the end. There may be a further tightening needed, but I I, I think it's done. I I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, actually, ninety-nine percent sure we are, we are done with our rate hikes here. Uh, we have a lot of headwinds coming into the uh, economy at the moment. Consumer spending is really softening and softening hard, yeah. and that's without the sort of mortgage fixed rate cliff that we're facing in the second half of this year, which will be another demand suck on our economy. Um, migration, net migration being really high, will help us and help those retailers, um, you know, not not go too too far into the depths. Um, but it's really 
it was a, I think it was a sensible and reasonable choice by Lowe to sit back and say, okay, let's see what the current rate cycle has, uh, the effect it's had on the economy because it all hasn't flowed through yet. Mm. Um, but I think, I think there's honestly a chance that we could be seeing a cut by the end of the year. Um, I think there is the well. economy softens too much, um, yeah. at least definitely in Q1 next year because I think with all this immigration coming through, we're going to need to see some investment in uh, construction and housing again, um, and people won't do that if rates are going to remain too high. Now, we've already seen fixed rates start to come down at the big banks. Macquarie was the latest yesterday, dropping 30 basis points off of their um, 2, 3, 5, and 10-year um, fixed rates. So um, it's starting to work, and that will help us in that second half of the year with those the, that mortgage cliff yep. with fixed rates coming down. Um, hopefully, they come down a little bit more. Um, and ease the pressure on us, but yeah, I th- it's it's a pause for now. But I think I think it's done. I think we are done. Well, I got a lifelong friend of the show, uh, Kit Lowe, who's basically he, if he yep. says something, you pay attention and you shut the hell up, and you and that's all you do um, because he knows what he's talking about. One of the few people on Twitter who knows what he's talking about. Hey, I got blocked by David Taylor. Hey, <laughs> I called I him out why. about his stupid about his stupid forex thing. Finally, he's it's just like because he okay. First side note, Dave Taylor, ABC correspondent, air quotes, whatever the hell you want. I'm tired of playing nice, okay. And people like this need to be talked to. He put a thing out after the rate pause on on Tuesday, saying, "Oh, one thing is certain that the that the Aussie dollar is going to get smashed after this." And immediately, my chat just blew up and just said, "Jimmy, it's time to get it's time to get long Aussie dollars Anyway, I mean, what, what people don't realise is just a little bit of a tangent, and I think David Scott put out a tweet about this yeah. uh, at the start of the week, is that the rate differential has had little effect on the Australian dollar over the last, you know, X amount of years. Mm. Um, it really, we have really have, it's more more tied to obviously uh, the Chinese demand uh, for our, our goods. Um, and uh, if that starts coming back, um, then obviously we're going to see a higher Aussie dollar. But, you know, you can't fight the US dollar. I mean, if the US dollar is going to go higher, it doesn't matter what your Where the other side of that is. Every time. Yeah. 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 It, it's going to go higher. So, yeah. I mean, and, and the same is the uh, for the opposite way. So Yeah, um, anyway. Yeah, sorry so, about that. So Dave, Dave has blocked me on Twitter. Finally, after doing this, g'day, David, if you're listening, please stop doing the things that you're doing and actually focus on real financial journalism if you can. The, the ABC... News forex desk was short lived, I think, and uh, and probably didn't need to go on. However, Kit Lowe, uh, genius, actually someone who does know what he's talking about. Um, now I quoted him yesterday, and thanks, Kit, because I've been ripping you off for ages. But I always credit you where I can. Um, the RBA, and he had a stat here: the RBA has paused between the second last and last hike on every hiking cycle since the late eighties, bar one. So in April eighty nine. Um, September 89, 17.75%, 17.75% to 18%. October 94, um, which was December, went 65 to 7.5%. May 2000 to August 2006 to 6.25. Happened again in May to, and only 2008 with back-to-back hikes in February and March to finish it off. So they pause between the second last and the last hike. Mm-hmm. So this is the pause, allegedly, this is the pause between the next hike. Now, uh, the other person who you pay attention to, a, a lot of people say, oh, James, you don't make your own calls, you don't make your own calls. Hey, my call is I find the smart people and I pay attention to what they say and I take it, you know, I, I'm blended into what it is that I need to do and I follow what it is that it is. Gareth Ayer of, of the CBA, 
What? Yep. Gareth Edwards. I was going to say we can't be experts in everything. Well, I, I, I can't. I don't. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You want to you want to pay for a thirty team research analyst um, department down there at VFS? You pay. You can pay for that. Go nuts, okay? But it's going to be in your it's going to be in your service fee. I can't, okay? I've got Gareth Ed from the CBA, and he does some awesome research, and they've got much better data than I do because they see sixty percent of the spending on the Eastern Seaboard. So. If he says if he says that we see it going in a direction, it's going to go in a direction. He has managed to get it right every single step of the way. So if he says that he thinks that there's going to be one more hike in May, and then after that, a percent of cuts towards the back end of this year and the beginning of next year, then guess what's going to happen? Most probably it's going to be that unless something massively changes in the narrative, yeah. in the actual yeah. structure. That's the way it's going to be. Pay attention to Gareth. Pay attention to Kit. They're the guys that know what they're talking about. The end of story. What do you got? Well, it really obviously comes down to that CPI data for the first quarter, which comes out uh, is it later this month, over in April now. So I think it's later this month. If if that comes in hot, um, then, uh, yeah, I think they could go. There is a chance of one more in May. Yep. But uh, going on off, you know, current CPI data that we've seen, the last two monthly uh, reads of CPI data were, were quite weak. Um, there was some stickiness in the core, but core, core uh, inflation generally lags anyway. Mm. Um, on lagging data regardless. Um, and everything else in the economy is pointing to an easing of prices and, and demand, softening of demand. Um, so I, yeah, we still haven't felt the full effects of these rate hikes that have come through yet. Um, so I think there'll be a good six months. I mean, if we come to the, you know, the, the end of the third quarter or the start of the fourth and the, the economy is still humming and inflation is still stubbornly high, then yeah, sure. I can see, I can see another couple of hikes coming through, but I, I can't see how that's going to happen. I, I, I at the moment, I'm, I'm, it would, it would defy, defy belief at the moment if, yeah. for us to come out that, that's that strong on the other side. Yeah. Um, now, Abby, now, let's not go into New Zealand, but, I mean, they came out with that 50 basis point hike that surprised every single person that I know. And mm. That was phenomenal. And yeah. it, so much so that a lot of people asked me, and I had two media spots yesterday, and it was just like, well, that's, that's, that's putting the big boy pants on and actually getting it done out there. That's some real, yeah. I mean, you know, I want to be on, you can't say it's, it, that's the way that a man would do a rate hike or anything like that. <laughs> we don't, we, you, I want to be on the right side of history and you can't count it as sorts of gender things, but it's definitely, it's definitely putting, um, you know, actually saying this is the way that, it, this is the way that we see it going. And we actually want to beat inflation and not do it pick and pick and choose. We're actually going to knock it down. Yeah. But I mean, the New Zealand uh, um, central bank, also is in charge of uh, housing over there, whereas we have APRA. Um, they they also cover uh, housing over there. So uh, um, I believe that is true. I'm pretty sure. Uh, last time I, I checked it was. Um, so they govern, you know, the rules and that around housing. So their mandate is a little bit more skewed compared to the RBA. Now, a lot of people are going to say, you know, the RBA looks after housing here, et cetera. But, you know, a lot of the time what happens with housing and uh, prices and rents, et cetera, yeah. And it lines up with what's happening with inflation, et cetera. So, um, yeah, our, here our uh, sole mandate for low is um, inflation and financial market stability. I think that the sole mandate for low right now is just to avoid getting bananas thrown in when he's at the shops. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I I may have misled someone before they did a radio. They, they, they always sort of, they always, Jimmy, have you got any notes for radio? Have you got any notes to do tips? And I started reading out Gareth Ed's note from the other day. Mm. And I started reading it as as it was like point of form. Okay, Lowe said that he was going to be looking at this, and the RBA has got a look at, and and it was all. So, and then I, and then I said, 
Governor Lowe mentioned that he's trying to avoid um, being assaulted in the street. And he's just gone, holy shit, was that in the state? I was like, yeah, man, it says it right here in the email. And I really hope yeah. he didn't actually take that onto the radio because oh, that's April 1st. God, that's written April 1st all know. over it, mate. Good luck to him out there if he did. Too. I mean, no matter who is in Lowe's situation here in Australia, it would have done the exact same thing. Right? <laughs> um, For sure. It, it's, it's, you know, it's their mandate. It's what they've they're there for to get inflation under control. So, you know, rates were way too long, low for probably a little bit too long. But, mm. um, yeah, and even if we do have a slowdown or even possibly a recession, which I think is still unlikely, um, rates are not going back to zero. That, you, know, you know, I can see a, a situation where, you know, we have a maybe a mild recession, rates head back towards a 1.5%, 2% range. But I don't think we will ever go back to zero unless we have a catastrophe like uh, the COVID situation again. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, absolutely correct. Now, I'm just going to pay a few bills and then we're going to come back with a bit of footy and a bit of an, an announcement and some tradable ideas. So uh, mm. a bit of a pushback from people. Actually, now that I'm looking through Kitlow's Twitter feed, I realise that he was the one who said that uh, that 50 basis points from RBNZ was definitely on the cards. Oh, God, the guy's a freaking genius, mate. I swear to He's, God. He knows his stuff. He knows uh, his stuff. I, I, and you know what? A lifetime of me, I could bust my ass and I still wouldn't even be able to hold a candle. Like, I know I know that that is the case. So just make sure that you keep people like that close, pay attention to what they say. That's that's the best investing um, advice that I can give anyone with regards to being in this market. Now, being in this market, uh, did you know, Heath, is is difficult and investing can be tough. Having a direction can be difficult. Single stock selection can be hard. That's why we have ETFs. We also have managed funds. Get a manager who knows how to do things. They're probably going to be better than you. Or I don't know who's listening. Chances are they're going to be better than you. Um, that's just the way that the world works. Um, they're in the job for, for a reason. However, keep on doing what you're doing. And the, the idea is that you can get good fund managers to do what it is that you do. Now, these guys at the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange have managed to uh, create a product, Amfex, A-M-F-E-X, that uh, if you go to amfex.com and get yourself a login and you'll get the app, you can go through and scan all of the managed funds that you want to have access to. For example, we had uh, Simon Mawinney from Alan Gray, who, again, one of the smartest people you can meet. He's a contrarian investor. Um, they do this deep value long-term stuff, and they are um, they are absolutely sensational at doing it. If you want access to that fund... I mean, you can go and tap away in the Australian fund and actually do a submission, do the, do the application, and then have have that fund. But if you just want access to its to its up or down in it, then you go to this Amfix thing and you're just like, you know what, buy me that. You just buy it like it's 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 just like a trade, a straight one for one, like a call option sort of thing like that. And you say, you know what, I think that that's going to go up over the next couple of weeks or months, and that's that's just sort of how you do it. So you sort of. You, you're not going straight into the whole long-term buy and hold thing. You want to do that, you, you take a different direction. This is more just to get the exposure. And these guys have built it, and it is freaking amazing that they have done it. Super proud of what they've done. Um, it's uh, it's just it's 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 an insanely good little product, and it's really sort of starting to build up a lot of steam now. The more that I've talked about it, which is great, and the more that I talk about it, the more chance there is that they're going to keep me uh, help me keep this gig, which is super. Um, so, mate, that, that's it. So, Amfex.com, go and check it out. Get yourself a login. If you want to do things like the Alan Gray Contrarian, uh, the Alan Gray Balance Fund or the Contrarian Fund, they've got it. We had Orbis on the other day. It's got them. If you want to invest in India, we've got access to all of the Indian funds as well. Asia, um, all through there too. It's just getting bigger and bigger. It's pretty much just a great way of just getting access to the exposure to pretty much any mutual fund that you can um, around the place. So, that's that. Now, Heath. 
bills yes. are paid, which is great, um, keeping a roof over my children's head, and it's a very difficult thing to do at the moment too. Um, and I'm looking forward to my wife being fully back in action too, which is uh, which is something, you know, just anyway, we're going into that. Now, I've decided to change the show name. Um, we're sweeping away the last remnants of of what this show used to be, and I was sort of going over some of the some of the initial ideas that we put together when this thing first cropped up during COVID. The reason why the BIP show existed was just as a way because I was just like, hey, I talked to Colgo, Colgo, and also Ken. Ken was involved too. Ken Vexler. We need to be telling people. No one knows what's going on, and we need to be telling people how to navigate this because we actually need to to get some smart people in to actually tell people what's going on with COVID. Now, when the the, the world was changing and everything was shifting. All of a sudden, you had you know we had JobKeeper coming in. We had inflation was potentially going to do what it was going to do. We had free money sloshing. The market was absolutely getting slammed and then running. And and at the same time, that over that course of course of history, we also had the Trump thing. We had all of these nonsense sort of things that were going on over that time. And we had, we had to tell people what to do. Somehow, we landed on Bip Show Colgo's idea. He just went ahead with it. It was last minute. That was it. The name has never really stuck. Um, and I went out to a vote and I talked to a few people and they decided, you know, James, the, the big thing that you do is the theory of thing, um, which is the theory that if something gets talked about enough, then it stops being one of those big events. And that's sort of what we're about here of being able to explain what people actually what people actually need to know in a way that sort of just softens and dampens the shock factor of, of, of those events and that information. So we're going to call it, and if this is okay with you, partner, uh, we're going to call it the theory of thing investment podcast. Um, good. Yeah, sounds good. I like All right. it. Yep. You're on board. And one of the yes. other little one of the other little ideas that I had as well was that I, I always wanted it to sound like it was a couple of blokes just at the pub having a bit of a conversation and and just shooting, or, you know, the old shooting the breeze. Um, and <laughs> so I found I found ten hours of busy restaurant ambience just to play. It. Can you hear that where you are? Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. Yes. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so, so is it too is it too loud? No, no, definitely not. So here we are. I've got, I've got ten hours of this stuff, sort of in the background. That's that's really annoying. Um, so football. No, we'll yes. get to the footy. We'll get to the football at the end. First oh yes, off. I had of to course. turn that off. Sorry, uh, um, but that's what I want. I want the ambience, the, the restaurant ambience in the background. It turns out that you just can't you can't podcast with that noise in the background. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, tradable ideas, mate. Give me a tradable idea, and it better be good, and it better come good. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, no pressure, yeah. but um, <laughs> look, I'm, 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 I'm really concerned about markets at the moment, equity mm. markets, um, especially the US. Um, I think uh, they're, they're overvalued there. I mean, historically, if you look at the historical forward P's and, the P's and that, it would suggest that they're not. But given the current environment, I don't think they're accounting for um, even a mild recession there. Now, uh, earnings are coming down, earnings forecasts are coming down, but they're not where they need to be yet. Um, so um, I'm, I'm, the markets are in a precarious sort of poison and precarious sort of position at the moment. So what I have been doing for the last uh, few weeks um, is going long duration, so buying bonds and especially those with longer duration uh, periods as well, uh, mm-hmm. simply because, you know, these things are things that got smashed over the last 18 months. They're the reason why, you know, SVB blew up and Signature Bank blew up as well mm. um, because they had to, you know, uh, account for those losses on those um, sort of assets. Yep. I think now is a time when things are getting shaky, things are getting uh, a bit concerning, uh, yields are coming down. That means bond prices are starting to rise again. I've I think seen yields come off and bonds go yep. up. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, everyone's got to remember inversely correlated. G'day, Martin. Go up on prices. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, prices that, that just, eventually we'll stop saying this at some stage. Even the even the Financial Times keeps reminding people that that is the case. Guys, at some yeah. stage, you just know this. And if you're reading that paper and you don't, you probably need to go back a little bit and start somewhere else. But anyway, sorry, go on. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, they're inversely correlated. So when yields are coming down, bond prices are going up. That, yep. And that benefits these uh, these assets. And, you know, I'm buying these assets in the form of ETFs. Uh, one I've been buying um, a lot this week is a GGOV, the Beta Shares US Treasury 20-year plus ETF. Mm-hmm. Um, so the duration on that, I think, is the adjusted duration is about 17 years. Um, on 17? That, around, yep, yep, because it has a yield of around 3.5%, I believe. Okay. Um, but I would expect as, you know, yields uh, continue to come in, uh, that the net asset value of that thing um, rises. And if we do have a recession in the US or here in Australia and that, then, you know, bonds, bonds will, people will seek bonds, the safety of bonds and US treasuries and Australian treasuries, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So prices will continue to rise and they'll offset losses in the equities and outperform. So I'm, I'm, that's my, my uh, sort of uh, tip for the, uh, for the next, say, Could six I? to 12 months. And a note, too. Is, um, I'm going long duration. There's a couple of other ones with a bit of shorter duration, like AGVT is the Australian government bond yeah. one, again, by beta shares. Uh, USTB is one by Global X. Yeah, let's, let's, give you, is, let's, let's, yeah. Let's, let's, not, let's not let beta shares hog the limelight here, okay? I want to make, <laughs> I want to, I want to make sure that I get, keep everyone on side. These, yeah, uh, these. USTB is the, the, uh, the shorter duration version of uh, GGOV. Yeah. I think the duration is about seven, seven years. I think it's about one. five or six years. I uh, know the duration, yeah. just for anyone, anyone, this is sort of that next step with the bond pricing because we all became bonds experts over the last three years. Um, duration is sort of like the... I'm just trying to think about how to describe it. It's 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 just like the multiplier. So yep. if yields drop by a percent, then this would theoretically go up by six percent. Hmm. That's the duration. Yeah, anyway, that's a measure yeah, measure of sensitive sensitivity of the bond price to yield. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, so I, I want to say it's sort of like delta, um, and convexity uh, is sort of like. Gamma, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, we need to get uh, Western Chris Weston on the show for that sort of that sort of talk. Yeah, I know. And they I mean, bond, bond people are so snooty, aren't they? Hey, Martin, yeah. Wetton, if you're listening as well, <laughs> um, I did see who was it? It was actually uh, oh, what's his name? That um, I can't remember his name. He's got an amazing buyback capital after oh, okay, yeah. after everyone got wiped, all the Credit Suisse um, AT one. The additional tier guys got wiped out. That's seventeen billion, and he put that that tweet of the you know the the meme of the guy speaking truth to a room full of people, and the meme yeah. was just like bond investors to get deserve to get wiped out because they're so snooty. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they've had a good for last you know twenty thirty years. It's I mean, true. Yeah, I'm tired they, of you can... looking down at me with your snooty. Oh, I've got my convexity and I've got my duration. I do it, and I yeah. do my secret, my secret bid to cover and all this sort of nonsense. Just say it's something oversubscribed. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I could I could bang um, on about that for a day. Um, that's good. Yeah, but they've caused a bit of problems the last uh, eighteen months. You had the UK pension fund situation. Did you? They, 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 their duration was too long at the time, and uh, they got caught out. And then you had SVB and Signature Bank. So I'll tell you what, anyone, and you, you sort of think about it, I forgot all about the UK pen. I, and some of these things do get blanked mm. out a little bit. The same way that we forgot about, no, I'm not going to mention that. But, yeah, I'll I tell you what, when the when the UK pension fund thing sort of happened, a lot of people really should have cracked into the US, into the banks and just, wait, how much of this stuff have you actually got? And is I this think- going to blow you up? I guess it probably could have. Probably some I people think did. that was around about the same time when SVB went 
and got that twenty billion dollar loan from uh, the Fed ah. because they had that uh, loan facility there, which no one was using okay. at the time. And SVB did go and tap it for twenty bill, um, and I think that was around September last year. It might might be around about the same time that the UK pension funds had their problems and had to be. That was a bailout. So, um, yeah, the bailed out by uh, the, the central bank over there. So, um, I th- yeah, the, the the writing was on the wall, as you say. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely it was. Now, uh, where was I? Now, my trade idea, um, yep. now mine, because people want a little bit shorter term, and I can come up with longer term or shorter term ideas out of at the drop of a hat, uh, whether they're right or wrong is a completely different story. Now, you've already gone with the long duration. I already am long duration. That's great. I'm actually shaving off a little bit of tech. Um, yep. And so HNDQ is sort of just getting – it's been getting eased off this week. I should really be more on top of getting that eased off a little bit and, again, going sort of looking at bonds. But what if you want something that's a little bit more sexy, and I can do this, and you can do this through the platform that we use as well, um, I would be probably trying to get something that has exposure to the downside in NVIDIA. Um, I just okay, – yep. I could see that just technically it's starting to look really shaky if you wanted to get onto it a day early, then go for it. There's a few people that have sort of got some really good technical points on it, which is which is great. Also, I just think it's gone up like 160% in the last few months. That's pretty hot. There's a bit of instability yep. coming in this in the semi-space. China, again, something's cropping up with China. Also, I just saw a headline, and this is something I need to go further into. Don't invest just based on nonsense headlines that you see on Instagram. But this, this is from Bloomberg or CNBC saying that Google has, has announced their AI um, supercomputer, which which apparently blows Nvidia's out of the way, um, their technology out of the way. I need to dig into that more. So that's sort of that one. It's just it's just funny when you see something that sort of reinforces what you're thinking. That's it. Now I wouldn't go openly short Nvidia because that's how you go broke. What I'm going to do is I'd sell a call spread to buy a put, probably yep. further dated out and maybe a little bit out of the money in that put. So selling the call spread. Um, just brings in a bit of capital. You use that capital straight off, so you're not making any money off the, off the transaction. Hopefully, you can keep it net zero. So you might have to go a little bit further out of the money for this one. If you want, if you want some legs constructed, you've got to wait until the middle of the night to actually construct them. I can't make it up now because it's who knows where the price is going to be. Um, but that's sort of the direction that I'd want to be taking, um, and and it means that your losses are down are limited to, you know, whatever you whatever the difference is on that call spread. Um, less the money that you're bringing in, but also then you've got the price of the put. So anyway, it's it's just be uh, have exposure to the short side in Nvidia. I just think that it's going to cool down a little bit. It's got a few percent on the downside, um, and amazingly, my options trades have been going spookily well ever since I took that break down at Lakes Entrance um, down at Victoria. I, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I do one every couple of we- one every week or two actually. And only yep. one of them, only one of them hasn't been profitable. That's really scary. So much, so scary that you actually can't gloat about it because you're going to get that's that's like looking the the no hit picture yeah, in the eyes on the ninth inning. You, the market gods will come after you, and also people will just say, "Oh, prove it, prove it, prove it." It's just like, no, I know what I'm doing. Um, it's it's definitely statistically an anomaly that I have to get one wrong, and maybe this is it. So I I, I did see a tweet this morning, a retweet from. Daniel at um, Osbiz, yes, uh, talking about the the uh, the breadth of this Nasdaq rally we've yeah. seen over the last few weeks, and how it's you know the widest spread um, that they're on record in terms of this rally, 
um, the amount of stocks that it make that makes up this rally versus those that are you know going going nowhere or falling. Um, so it really has been a highly concentrated rally. You've seen it in Apple share price, Microsoft, Nvidia, all those sort of um, those big tech names. People have piled in, and probably for defensive reasons, um, a lot of them. Um, but um, yeah, it, it is has been really concentrated, which you know is a worry because you want you want your rallies to have a wide breadth and be uh, spread out across many names, not stuck in you know five or six. Yeah. Now, so, let's- uh, yeah. We've got to crack on because I've actually got someone who's about to knock on my door here at the uh, at the office. No worries. Um, and I've actually got to present an SOA, which is amazing. I actually have to, the, the day job of actually talking about statements of advice to people. <laughs> um, retail broking at its finest. Um, footy, Matt, what have you got? Give us a real good, a real um, good red hot tip. People are listening to this show. Screw your duration. I want an <laughs> AFL. I want an AFL tip that I could take to the bank, the money bank, and I want to see messages about this congratulating us on on smart punting. Go. All right, I think I think you know, uh, not all the listeners may get on be able to get on this one because uh, it's happening tonight. It's Lions versus uh, Pies. I think the Lions up at the Gabba can knock off the Pies. Um, you really don't like those the Pies, pies. Do you? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't think only Pies fans like like the Pies. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, they're playing great footy. I can't deny that. But they they haven't got a ruck at the moment. Um, there's a bit of controversy around one of their players that's come out this morning. Oh. I think if they weren't playing better, then, you know, there'd be more of a spotlight on their off-field stuff because yeah. they had uh, Giovanni in the off-season also uh, get in trouble. So I think uh, the Lions can knock them off. The Lions have a uh, fantastic midfield and do really well. They're up at the gather. I like um, that. I like, yeah, but also, also, if you if you if you miss out on that one, then I think there's a game on Saturday. I think the Dogs can cover the line versus uh, the Tigers. I don't think the Tigers are playing all that flash and uh, the dogs can Tigers are maybe not upset them. Yeah, 12, 12 and a half points, mate. Two, more than two goals start for the yeah. Tigers there. Um, that's pretty good and no reason at all why. I mean, Richmond Richmond have been flaky at the best of times. Uh, tell yeah. me about it. Now, on the NRL side of things, I've got, I've got a guy. Now, I've got two wrong. One was really close. Okay, guys, give me a break. The second one was just I, I was basically guessing and you shouldn't have done that based on guesswork. Uh, so I've got a mate of mine to weigh in on this. Good day, David, if you are listening, and thank you very much for the tip. He likes the Manly Sea Eagles versus the Penrith Panthers, but they need 10.5. So they've, um, Sportsbet have put them into 9.5, and, and he likes 10.5. So I'm not going to stray from him. So you pick your own line on that one, do whatever you've got to do, but give the Sea Eagles 10.5 away at Penrith at the Fortress. They may lose, but that's why you got ten and a half. That's what. Uh, that's why the good Lord invented uh, points start. Um, that's all we got time for today, mate. No worries. It's been a good one. It, it has been a good one. So, starting next week, it's going to be the Theory of Thing Investing podcast. Thank you very much, Heath Moss, HLM Investments. Um, no worries. Thank you. Good luck with everything this weekend. Have yourself a great Easter. Um, yes. And same to stay everyone safe out on there. Those, stay safe on those roads, people. Uh, Easter holidays. Are- you know, I just stay off the damn roads. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, a good idea. Just um, stay home. Just stay home. That's what I'm going to. I've got nothing to yeah. do. I've got nothing yeah. to do tomorrow. Anyway, that's my that's my problem. Mm. Um, and I'm just probably going to play golf. So, uh, you know, for 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 Easter, uh, that's weird. Anyway, okay. Anyone thanks. near that golf course? Watch out for uh, Jimmy stray balls. There are no stray balls when I'm hitting them. Mate, <laughs> two forty straight down the middle every time. We know that, and we've seen that, and we love that. Um, mate, have yourself a good one, and I'll talk to you later you on. Too. Thanks much, everyone. Have a good one, everyone. You can find us on iTunes at The Bip Show or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Twitter at the underscore Bip underscore show and we're on Facebook too. Just search for The Bip Show. I've got a website, 
Just Google Whelan Capital. It's got all of the links and all of the documents that you want to know. Individually, I am at James Whelan42 on Twitter. The show is produced by whoever I could find on the day. Thank you very much. We'll catch you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.